Good morning. I'm Pastor Lindsay. It is great to be with you this morning. Um, If you are here worshiping in the theater with us this morning, hopefully you will have received a pen and an index card when you walked in. Um, If you are joining us online or listening via podcast, um, you will not have received a pen and an index card. Um, But I just wanted to point out to you that you got these when you came in, and we are going to be using these at the end of the service because we are going to do an exercise um, in prayer together. Um, So I just wanted to plant that in your head now and let you know that that's something that we are going to do together. Well, um, I have noticed something about Christians. Um, I don't know, perhaps you have noticed this same thing. And that is that over the years of all of the Christians that I have met, I have never yet met a Christian who thinks that prayer is a bad idea. Every Christian that I have ever met and talked with about prayer thinks that prayer is just generally a good idea. I've not yet met someone who says, you know, I just think we shouldn't pray at all. Right? Like I've just, that has not happened yet. Every Christian, every follower of Jesus that I've met thinks that prayer is a good idea. And yet, practically, almost every Christian that I talk with about prayer struggles to pray in some way or another. There are different reasons and different things that we struggle with. It might be that sometimes when we're praying, um, we we feel silly um, praying out loud. Or when we're praying silently, our mind might wander and we have a hard time staying focused. Um, Or sometimes we run out of things to say. Or we struggle with the the, um, effectiveness of prayer. Or we wonder if we're doing it right. There are a number of things that we struggle with in prayer, even though collectively we believe that prayer is a good idea and is important. Um, Before I became a pastor, I was actually the director of prayer ministries at another church. And so I have done a lot of reading and learning and um, talking about prayer. And so prayer is a topic for me that I get really excited about. Um, I'm quite passionate about prayer. And so I am so excited that we are starting off the year by talking about prayer together um, and excited to be teaching today, particularly about the idea of listening to the Lord when we pray. Because generally speaking, I think that in the church broadly, um, we actually pray in a rather incomplete way. Often when we talk about prayer or when we teach about prayer or when we read or write books about prayer, we focus a lot and almost exclusively on the things that we say to God. And so we we talk about um, ways that we might have formal or informal prayers, and we talk about how to include more scripture when we're praying for people, or how to carve out time and space and strategies um, for how to stay focused or to incorporate it into our daily lives. And what I want to say about that is just yes and amen, right? Like, I think that that is necessary, and it is important, and it is holy, and it is right, and it is good. And I want to encourage you in any way that you are learning and growing and stepping into prayer to just say yes. Yes, that's amazing. And also, I want to remind us that offering things to God in prayer is one aspect of prayer. But actually, prayer is an opportunity for us to offer things to God, and it is also an opportunity for us to receive things from God. Every one of us who is a follower of Jesus has the Holy Spirit living inside of us. Okay, and the way that the Holy Spirit works, there are kind of two primary ways that the Holy Spirit works, and that is in bringing us to faith and in living out our faith. When Jesus was here on the earth, before he went to be crucified, he gathered with his disciples, and he was telling them about the Holy Spirit who was going to come and some of the ways that the Holy Spirit was going to work among them. 
Um, John was one of the disciples who was with Jesus when he was saying this, and John recorded Jesus's words, and so we actually still have those to read. And so I want us to look at some of what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit and how he would work among the people after Jesus left. So the first verses I want us to read are from the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verses 7 and 8. And Jesus told his followers this. He said, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. So Jesus was explaining some of how the Holy Spirit works in bringing us to faith, that the Holy Spirit has a role in stirring us and in convicting us of our sin and in bringing us to salvation to know the Lord. Jesus went on to explain some of the way that the Holy Spirit works in our lives in living out our faith. So in the same chapter, the same conversation Jesus was having with his followers, he said this. He said, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said, he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Multiple times in these verses, Jesus is saying that the Holy Spirit is going to guide people and he's going to declare things to them. He's going to speak and declare things to them. So Jesus was telling his disciples that the Holy Spirit would come and would fill them and would guide them and would speak to them. Now, I think that actually this is something that almost all of us are comfortable with in the idea of God, that we serve a God who is alive and he is interactive and he speaks to people and he leads us. And we are super comfortable with that happening to other people, right? We are very comfortable, most of us, when a pastor will get up or someone who is leading or teaching or uh, facilitating a retreat or something, and they'll say, you know, I was praying and I really feel led for us to do this thing, or I feel like God might be saying this to us. That's something that many of us have heard and we are comfortable with because we know that this is part of the way that the Holy Spirit works among his people. But this is something that is actually not just for professional Christians, right? This is something that is available to all of us. One of the most um, profound things that happened to me personally was um, I actually heard a pastor who was speaking. This is a pastor who um, is in England. His name is John Peters. I think he still pastors a church in London. And I heard him preach a sermon about prayer. And one of the things that... Um, I don't know, was remarkable to me when I was listening to him teach was that he seemed to talk about God and the Holy Spirit and, and his experience in prayer with a familiarity that I had not yet experienced. And so this was, before I went to seminary, I was not on staff at a church, but I had been a follower of Jesus for a long time. And I read my Bible and I prayed and I went to church and I was tithing, I was doing all of the things. Um, and I genuinely loved the Lord. And so it's not a matter of was I a Christian or not, but I recognized something in him. There was some way that like his face lit up, some way that his like eyes were sparkling when he was talking about just being with Jesus and sitting in his presence. And I thought, you know, I don't think that's just for you. I think maybe I could have that too. And that for me started a journey of pursuing the Lord and going after an experience of God in prayer and listening to the Lord when I prayed um, that I had not experienced up until that point. 
Um, I am absolutely convinced that this is meant uh, to be something that is for all of us. Okay, anticipating that God will lead us and speak to us when we pray is a normal part of following a God who exists as Father, Son, and Spirit. Right, We are filled with the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so this is meant to be just a normal part of how we engage with the Lord in prayer. That not only are we offering things to God, but that we can hear from God and that he will lead us and speak to us when we pray. This is something that is for all of us. Okay, so if listening in prayer, hearing from God, being led by the Spirit is for all of us, practically, how does this actually work? Right when we're when we're praying and we're listening to stuff, how does this um, show up? So what I want us to do is I want us to look together at a story from the book of Acts, and this is a story about two guys named Peter and Cornelius. And I want us to look at this story and see if we can find some similarities um, from them to us. Okay, so um, I'm not going to read the whole story because it's about 50 verses long. So I want you to go home and read it and just make sure that, I, you know, like you can read it and understand it for yourself. Um, but, but here's what happened. So there are these two guys, um, Peter and Cornelius. So Peter was one of the apostles of Jesus, which meant that he was one of Jesus' closest followers. Um, he spent a lot of time with Jesus. He was an influential teacher and preacher um, sharing the gospel message. Peter is the one who Jesus called the rock of the church. Um, he is the one who on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, actually explained and taught and preached what was happening. So, so that's Peter. And then we have Cornelius. Um, Cornelius was not a Jew. He was um, a Roman soldier in the army, and he was a man who was a God-fearer. That was a title that they had for people who, even though they weren't of Jewish descent, um, loved the God of Israel. And so that's who Cornelius was. Um, he didn't follow a Jewish lifestyle. He wouldn't have been circumcised or follow the Jewish laws. And so he would not have interacted with Jewish people because the Jewish law at the time would have forbid it. They couldn't be in the same house together. They couldn't eat at the same table together. Um, and so we had Cornelius and Peter. They lived about 30 miles apart from each other, and there were no cars, um, and so there was a Jew and a Gentile, so it's unlikely that they knew each other. And here's what happened. Cornelius was praying, and while he was praying, he had a vision from, it, from the Lord where an angel came and told him that there was a man named Peter in Joppa, and that he wanted to send for Peter to come to his house. And so Cornelius sent two of his servants and one of um, the people in his army to go and to get Peter and to bring him to his house. The next day, Peter was praying. And while he was praying, he had a vision from the Lord where a sheet came down from heaven. And on that sheet, there were animals that were clean and unclean. At that time, in the Jewish um, uh, law and the Christians had a distinction between what they could eat and what they couldn't eat. Um, and so Peter had this vision of the animals coming down and he heard a voice say that he could eat all of it because it was clean. And then at the, um, then he heard uh, the Holy Spirit say to him that there were people who were coming, men who would come to his house and that the Lord was sending them and that he should go with them. And so they came and Peter did. He went with the men to Cornelius's house. He preached the message of Jesus. They heard and they received the gospel. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and they joined the church. So that's the story of what happened. But what I want us to do is to think about how did this happen? Because the same Holy Spirit that was speaking to Peter and Cornelius is the same Holy Spirit that lives in me and lives in you and is leading and speaking to us. 
So how did they know what the Lord was saying to them? How did they discern what to do? And how might we do that as well? So the first thing that I think that we can learn from this story, one of the lessons that I think we can have, is um, for us to actually make space to listen. So Peter and Cornelius were both praying when they heard from the Lord. But not only were they people who went to pray to offer things to God, but both of them had some ability to be interrupted by the Lord to receive something from God. So they both were um, receiving a message from the Lord when they prayed. I um, found this Gallup poll, this study that was done. Um, I love polls. I love studies and things like that. And so this particular study was done of people who pray. And um, so this study is a little bit limited because it's a few years old now, and they only polled um, Americans. But these were um, people who said that they were Christians and that they spent time praying. And so they asked people how they spent their time in prayer. And of the Christians who prayed, only 15%, 1-5%, said that they spent any time in silence or reflection when they prayed. So what that means is that 85% of us, when we go to the Lord in prayer, are talking the whole time, right? Like, we just don't shut up. We just have so much to say. We're just offering all of these things to the Lord. And actually, you know, a lot of that is great and good. But what we don't have is any space to be silent or to reflect or to perhaps listen to receive something from the Lord. So I think one of the first things that we can learn from this story is that it's important for us to be interruptible and to receive and to listen and pay attention to not only what we're offering to God, but what the Lord might say to us and what we can receive from God in prayer. Okay, so let's say that we have joined the 15% of people and we've created some silence and stillness and space and we're listening to the Lord and we think that maybe that we've heard something um, from the Lord. So then what do we do? Right? Maybe we have um, a, a sense of something. We might have a feeling or a person or a Bible verse might have popped into our head or a song lyric, or we might have a picture that comes to our mind. Right? What do we do with that thing? If we have a feeling that we should do something, how do we, how do we respond? So the second thing I think we can learn from this story is that we, just, we evaluate what we hear. Okay, we've made space to listen, and now we're going to evaluate what it is that we think God might be saying, what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. That's what Peter did. So when we look in the story, we can see that in verse 17, um, it says that after Peter um, heard this, he was wondering about the meaning of the vision. He was just thinking about it. He was wondering, I wonder what that means. Then two verses later, it says, Peter was still thinking about the vision. I love this. I read a commentary that said, Peter has absolutely no idea what he should do with this. And I just laughed and I said, yes, right? This happens. What do we do when we hear something and we're not really sure, right? Like we think about it and we just, we try to make sense of it. What could the Lord be saying? Does this make sense? Okay. And then after he thought about it, the next thing that he did is he started to compare information. Um, so after the, the spirit had spoken to Peter and he told him that these men were going to be coming to his house, they came. And here is what Peter said to them when he showed up, when they showed up in verse 21. He said, why have you come? 
Well, Peter knew why they came. The Lord had already told him that he was sending them. And then they showed up at his door and he says, why are you here? Right? I love this. And so he got them to share the story of how God had shown up and spoken to Cornelius. And so he went with them and then he went to Cornelius's house. And even though the Lord had told Peter that he was sending these men, and when they came, he asked them why they came and he heard their story. Once he got to Cornelius's house, this is what he said in verse 29. He said to Cornelius, why did you send for me? Right? And I'm just like, yes, I love that these details are included in this story because this is such a normal part of what it is to actually listen to the Lord in prayer. When we think we maybe hear something, when we think we have a sense of what God might be saying to do, we evaluate it. We weigh it up. We say, well, this is what I think God is saying. What do you think God's saying? Right? What did you hear when you were praying? Do you have any sense of what God's saying? How does this compare to scripture? How does, how is God already at work here in this story and in what God's doing? right? What is the Lord doing? And we just, we swap stories and we talk about this stuff and we say, does this make sense? Does this have the ring of God to it? And we together work to discern what we're hearing from the Lord when we've made space to hear. Okay, so first we make space to listen, and then we evaluate something that we think we might have heard. And then the next thing that I think we can learn from this story is that we simply act on what we hear. Uh, Peter and Cornelius, when the Lord had spoken to them, were actually inviting them into the story, inviting them to participate in something that God was doing. Very often when we are praying and when we hear something from the Lord, the Lord will be telling us something about who we are or who he is or a way that he is at work in the world. And he is going to be inviting us to step into something, inviting us to act on what it is that he's doing. One of the most common prayers that I personally pray, that I pray all the time, is just, Lord, what are you saying? Right? What are you doing here, and how can I join you in your work? I I pray that, I try to pray that all the time when I'm meeting with people, when I'm having coffee, in my quiet time, as I'm praying through a prayer list of things, right? I am praying for those things, and I'm also saying, Lord, how else are you working? Right? How else are you stirring? How are you bringing your kingdom to bear here in the situation? How can I bless what you're doing? How can I step into this? What are you inviting me into? Um, one, one time, I was praying for a woman. She had come and asked me to pray for a toothache that she had. And I love praying for people. Um, and so I said, yes, absolutely. And um, so I started praying for her and for the pain that she was having in her tooth. And as I was praying for her toothache, I was also just praying quietly in my own mind, Lord, what else are you saying? Like, how else are you at work in her life? Is there anything else that you're doing or, or stirring here? And I felt like maybe what the Lord could possibly be saying was that she felt forgotten by God. And now sometimes when this happens, right, it, it might just be me, but it might have been the Lord. And so I said, you know, I'm not sure if this is right, but I just wonder if, if this pain in your mouth, if you're wondering if God even cares, if he even sees you, and, and maybe you've been actually working for the Lord and doing stuff for him, and you have been praying for other people, and you've seen God show up in other situations and for other people, and you're wondering, isn't this something that God could just so easily do? And does he even care? Does he see me? Does he know me? Has he forgotten me altogether? 
And when I said that to her, she literally fell to the ground and started weeping. And she just felt so overwhelmed. And I got to stand and pray with her and to see the Lord ministering to her in a really powerful and cool way, where not only was I praying for the Lord to heal her tooth, but we got to see what the Lord was saying to her, that he really was God with her in that moment, and that he sees her and he knows her and he loves her. And she felt seen and known and loved by God in that moment. And it was a really amazing time um, to spend with her. So as we are doing this, as we are listening for words from the Lord, and we're evaluating it, and we're trying to step out in faith and offer these things that we think that we hear, I think it's also important for us to know that we are going to make mistakes. Okay, we can learn this from this story as well, that we have to allow room for mistakes. Um, There's a guy um, named John Wimber. He's no longer living, but he was the one who started um, the Vineyard Movement. And I've learned a lot from his writings and teachings about listening to the Lord in prayer. And one of the things that John Wimber said about learning to listen to the Lord in prayer and when he would offer things that he thought the Holy Spirit might be saying or doing or leading was he would use the language in the beginning of his ministry where he would say, well, this is probably me, but it might be the Lord. And then about midway through his ministry, he would say, well, this might be me, but it might be the Lord. And then by the end of his ministry, he would say, well, this is probably the Lord, but it might be me. He never lost sight of the fact that he could get this wrong, right? He he never said, oh, thus saith the Lord, right? He was just trying to be open. Holy Spirit, how are you leading? How are you stirring? What are you doing? How can I join you in it? And he would offer these things um, to people and saw the Lord show up in pretty remarkable ways. In almost every area of church and faith life, we allow for a learning curve. This is true when we teach Sunday school classes or lead a small group, when we're on the welcome team or we're working with the kids ministry. The first time that we uh, preach a sermon or lead a song, we allow people to make mistakes and to grow. Right? If somebody messes up the first time they do something, almost always what our response to them will be is, hey, you did a good job and you're going to do even better next time. Right? We encourage people as they are taking steps of faith to walk this thing out, even when they fumble a bit. And I think we do a disservice to each other when we don't allow each other the space to grow in our ability to listen to the Lord and to evaluate how is the Holy Spirit leading me, right? We have to give each other the space to learn to do this and to grow and to offer what we have and know that sometimes we'll get it wrong. One of the details of this story about Peter and Cornelius that I really like is that it includes how Cornelius got something really wrong. So when Peter showed up to his house, um, Cornelius actually fell on the ground and started worshiping Peter. And that's something that we all would just sort of say fundamentally, like, nope, can't do that, right? We only worship the Lord. That's kind of, right, faith 101. And Cornelius got this wrong. And for Like, for some reason, this doesn't seem to even be a major point in the story. It's just included. And very simply, Peter corrects Cornelius. He stands him up and he says, no, no, we just worship the Lord. And then they carried on doing the stuff that God was leading them to do. They just carried on in the ministry that God was doing through them. And I think that this is so important for us, that when we make mistakes, we don't try to discount or discredit the work that God is doing in us. And we don't say, see, that must have been all a mistake from the beginning, or God doesn't work in this way, or maybe I can't hear anything at all. 
Cornelius had clearly heard from the Lord. They, they had been brought to that point by the Lord and the Holy Spirit, and he just made a mistake. And so they just got up and they carried on with the mission and the ministry that God was doing. And I think this is what we get to do too when we are learning to hear from the Lord in prayer. Even when we mess up or we make a mistake, we just get up and we carry on and we try again. And sometimes when we do that, we can see amazing and remarkable things happen. There was one time when I was um, praying for a woman, and um, I sometimes when I pray for people, I have pictures pop into my mind. That's one of the ways that the Lord seems to speak to me, is I'll have a literal image of something um, show up. And sometimes it's me, and sometimes it's the Lord. And so I was praying for this woman, and um, I really... I was hesitant and didn't want to share the picture that I had in my mind because I thought, it's kind of not that great of a picture, right? Because what I had, I had a picture of a casserole pop into my head. And I thought, that's kind of an embarrassing picture. You know, I don't want to tell this woman like, hey, I'm praying for you and I see a casserole. Does that mean anything to you? Right? Like, I don't know. That's really kind of a horrible experience maybe. But it was what kept coming in my mind and it wouldn't seem to go. It was like a butterfly that would come and land and go away and it would come again. And I just thought, okay, Lord, I'm just going to step out into this and I'm going to offer her what I think you might be saying. And so I said, you know, I just, I have this picture of a casserole. And then I felt like the story got worse because I said, well, it's not just a casserole it's not cooked all the way through. And I thought, where is this going? What is happening? But I just, I wanted to be faithful. And I said, okay, you know, I really felt this. And I said, it might be me, but I'm just going to offer it. And maybe it's wrong. But I felt like what the Lord might have been saying in that was that, hey, I feel like maybe you want to do something or you want to step out in something, but you don't feel ready. You don't feel like you're finished. You don't feel done. Like you're not cooked all the way through, so you're not presentable or something. And so I was able to pray with her about that, and I prayed for that. And then I kind of said amen and kind of wanted to make a quick exit because I thought, well, that was embarrassing. But she looked at me and she had these big eyes and she had tears streaming down her face. And she said, you know what? I was just invited to to teach a Bible study. And I thought, there's no way I could teach a Bible study. I'm not ready to teach a Bible study. I'm not qualified to teach a Bible study. And she said, but I wanted to do it, but I didn't think I could do it or that I should do it. And she said, and I really feel like the Lord might be leading me to do that. And then she looked at me and she said, and you would have no way to know this, but I just had a dinner party last night and I made a casserole. And when everybody showed up for this dinner party, the casserole was not finished cooking. And I called one of my friends in a panic and I asked her to bring a bunch of pizzas over because this casserole wasn't done. And my friend said, hey, just put the casserole in the oven. I think it'll be fine and I think it'll be ready when they get here or when you sit down to eat, and it was. So there was this really cool moment, right? I don't know why God shows up like this sometimes, right? Sometimes it seems crazy, right? We serve this amazingly wild God who knows us intimately. And so he showed up for this woman in this moment, and simply by saying, Lord, what are you saying? What are you doing? I was able to share just something small with her, and she felt seen and known and loved by God in that moment. And sometimes this is a remarkable thing that God does for us. We can all learn to listen to the Lord when we pray. 
Every one of us is filled with the Holy Spirit. This is not just for a few who are specially anointed or have a special gifting for prayer. This is not for people who've gone to seminary or who've memorized a certain amount of Bible verses. We can all learn to listen to the Lord when we pray because prayer is not only something that we offer things to God. It is something that we can receive from God and we can anticipate that God will say things to us about ourselves, about who we are and who he is and how much he loves us and what he's doing in our lives. And we can anticipate that God will also use us to encourage other people, that we'll be able to step into things that God is doing. And that sometimes the Holy Spirit will say things to us, not only about ourselves, but about other people as well. And then we can take those things and we can offer them to them. And sometimes we get to see these amazing moments where God shows up and encourages and blesses his people. And we can see um, real fruit from that. And so actually, that is what I want us to do this morning. I'm going to lead you in an exercise. Um, I mentioned that all of you hopefully have a pen and an index card that you received when you came in. And that's what we're going to do right now, is we are going to do an exercise in listening to the Lord when we pray. Um, And I personally have found that it is easier to hear things from the Holy Spirit for other people than it is for myself. That's my own anecdotal experience. And so that's what I've decided um, that we are going to do this morning. And so I have asked um, Pastor Kyle and I've asked Kevin and I've asked Katie Ann, who is the worship leader from the traditional service, um, to come up and to have us pray for them. And so in some ways, this is, um, you know, just a very simple exercise, and, but we're just going to go for it. And we are going to ask the Lord to come and to speak to us. And when he does, we're going to listen for something. And what you hear could be any number of things. It might be that something pops into your mind, like a Bible verse. It could be a literal word, like an English word that you could look up in the dictionary. You might just have a sense of something or a feeling. You might have a picture of something pop into your mind. It could be any number of things, right? God is spirit, and so he is not limited to communicate in the ways that we are. He can show up and speak to us and lead us and guide us in any number of ways. And so we just want to be open to what Whatever ways the Lord might speak to us. Okay, and so this is what we're going to do in just a minute. Um, we're, we're just going to turn on the lights and they're going to come up and I'm going to pray a simple prayer. I'm going to pray, come Holy Spirit. And what I mean when I say come Holy Spirit, it's not a, a like a approximation sort of thing. It's not a physical prayer for the Holy Spirit to come. We know the Holy Spirit is already with us, living inside of us. But it's this invitation, come Holy Spirit. In every way that you show up among your people, will you show up among us here? Come Holy Spirit, will you speak to us? Come Holy Spirit, will you help us to hear and discern what you're saying to your people? And then we're going to wait for just a minute in quiet. And then I'm going to invite you just to write something down. And I'm going to ask everyone to participate because every one of us who is a follower of Jesus has the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And so we're going to write something down. Okay, so let's, let's do that now. Can we actually get the, the lights on kind of throughout the theater? And I'm going to invite Pastor Kyle and Kevin and Katie Ann to come forward and just to stand rather awkwardly on the stage. And I've said before, when I do this, right, I think 
I think it's important for us sometimes just to stand in the stillness of it, right? We don't need any hype. We don't need any hoopla. We are inviting the Lord to come. And we are just doing our best to be faithful and to listen to what the Lord might be saying, how the Holy Spirit might be leading us. And so this is what we're going to do. I want you to take your your pens and your pads, and I want you to actually... um, to pray more specifically for one of the three of these. Um, and I want you to write their name, whoever you, you're listening and whatever you hear from the Lord, I want you to write their name down. And we are going to write it down. And then you're going to pass the cards to the side. And the ushers are going to come and they're going to collect them and they're going to bring them down to these guys. And you may have noticed that we had a shorter time of worship at the beginning of our service um, because Cole is going to come and he's going to lead us in singing after we do this. And as we are singing and worshiping, they are going to read the words that you have written down. And then they're going to come back up and they're going to give us some feedback. How did this feel? What is the Lord maybe saying? Okay, so this is what we're going to do right now. Um, I'm just going to pray for us and then we're going to very simply sit in silence and we're going to listen for what the Lord might say. So pray with me now. Lord, we thank you for your presence here with us. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you live in us and that you speak to us. And so we pray very simply right now, come Holy Spirit. Will you give us ears to hear what you're saying? And will you speak to us now something of what you're doing in the lives of these guys? Help us to join you in what you're doing and to encourage and bless the work that you're doing in their lives. Come Holy Spirit, speak to us now, we pray.